The Catch-Up with Bronte and Sam. Initiating launch sequence. Sam, hmm. we play a lot of games on this show. Alpha Bucks, The Slice is Right. Mind games. Yeah, but this is a new game I want to play. Lana, it's the name game. You've been singing this song for about a week and now I've finally heard what it sounds like. <laughs> so different. The name game and... My uh, name's... My name... My mum... Sorry? Mom, my mum's name's Judy. Judy, Judy, bo booty, banana, no, fana, fo foody, fifa, fo foody, Judy. Just Judy. Shout out to Judy. Judy McGinn. I would love to hear from you on 13, 12, 16. Should I change my name? What? Yep. Why? Because. And I, yes. Uh, <laughs> I've grown up with Bronte, mm-hmm. unsurprisingly. Yeah, you're. Yep. I do, don't love it. I like it on other people. I think I've met a lot of lovely Brontes. A lot of them have been blonde, surprisingly. Uh, and I'm a brunette, but I just have never warmed to the name Bronte. Wow. I don't like it. I don't think it's very feminine on me. I don't think it has a nickname, or the only nickname that I have is Bunt, which is a family nickname, which if you say in a crowded space often sounds like something else. Yeah. Rude. Runt. Yeah, exactly. And... I just haven't always loved it. And so... Being serious right now? Genuinely. And my mother knows this. I told her I was going to talk about this on the radio because she gets quite upset with the fact that I don't love my name because she chose it. Uh, This is weird. They're they're not really sure how they came across deciding on Bronte because throughout my mum's entire pregnancy, I was going to be Scarlet. What do you think of that name? I really like the name Scarlet. What? They shouldn't have told you what you could have been. Yeah, I know. It was Scarlet uh, up until I was born. And I really like the name Scarlet. So you came out of your mum and they were like, like, that's "That's a a Bronte. Bronte. (laughs) (laughs) And so I kind of have always lived with it. But now there's a thread going on Reddit uh, and it's talking about people changing the name, changing their name, and how much it kind of has upset their family. Um, some girl was called Emily, but it was Emma Dash Lee, L E I G. Like that's cruel. Yeah, and at least my name is spelt the regular way, despite how people choose to spell Bronte. I don't get it, Brooke. <laughs> people spell your name in all sorts. Yeah, and, like Brooke is a common one, and you think. I think because my last very different to an N and a T. I think because my last name's Langbrook, so people hear Bronte Langbrook and they go Brooke Langbronte. Oh, they should have called you Brooke. <laughs> Brooke Langbrook. Brooke my Langbrook. cousin is Lewis Lewis. That's cool. Um, but yeah, I just I've been thinking about it a lot. Um, I just I don't like telling people my name. I don't know. Do you like your, your name? name? Is on the- well, that's yeah, not I on the know. screen at the moment, but your name's on the show. Yeah, I know. You've got no choice. And you're older, you've been old enough for nine years to be able to change your name if you want. Oh. So I feel like you're happy with what, yeah, since you're 18, you can do what you want. Well, I'm thinking about Legally. it. And I'd love to hear from you on 13, 12, 16. I was a child once. Uh-huh. And I wanted to change my name to Matt. And I remember there was a certain girl that uh, was really angry at me for wanting to change my name. She's like, Sam, your name's perfect. Why would you want to change it to Matt? Sam's a lovely name. I just like the name Matt, though, for some Matt reason. Matt McGinn. Matt McGinn. Sam McGinn, though. M&M. What 
an icon. But give us a call, 13, 12, 16. Should I change my name? Mm-hmm. Have you changed your name? Yes. Or, or know someone who has. Know someone that has. Or do you have a name suggestion for me if you think I fit a certain name? Yeah. Let us know, 13, 12, 16. Love to hear from you. Everyone sing. Name game. Judy. Judy, Judy, for booty. Banana, fana, for booty. for booty. Judy, the name game. Because, Sam. Oh, my God. <laughs> there is a lot of action happening on Reddit at the moment talking about people changing their names. Quickly, who sings that? That was uh, that was from American Horror Story. It's a cover. It's like a 1950s song, the okay. name game. Nah, not from 1998, boring. No, so sorry about that. And so it got me thinking about possibly changing my name because uh, I haven't always loved Bronte mm-hmm. on me. Yep. I've told my mother this, uh, much to her dismay. Obviously, she chose the name for me. And um, I've always thought about changing it, just giving it something that I think suits me a little bit more. What would you like? Would you go to Scarlet, your second well, option? Scarlet was what I was originally going to be called. Um, I don't know. Could you see me as a Scarlet? You're getting up with Scarlet and Sam. A lot of S's. A lot of Ooh. S's. Well, two, but still. Um, I do really like Olives, and so I could change my name to Olive. Or oh, Olivia. No. Okay, all right. Olive. I think I want to name my first daughter Olive, but <laughs> that's all in the future. Okay. On 13, 12, 16, I wanted to hear from you on whether or not you think I should change my name. And Tom's given us a call. Tom, should I change my name? Absolutely not, Rocky. Oh. You've got a great name. But, Tom, I just don't think it's very feminine. It doesn't have a nickname. It's just I'm not about it. I, no, nah, Brontosaurus. <laughs> a great nickname. It is Barbados. Anything starting with B really Barbados? I don't know. Just anything exotic with Bronte is Can you imagine, Tom? I've grown up with people calling me Brontosaurus. Do you know how that makes a gal feel? (laughs) It's an endearing term. Okay. I I know you you might not like it, but Mm. it's it's your name and you can make it whatever you want. You can grow into it if you want. Do you like your name? Uh, Yeah. I I don't hate it. It's my name. Can I I suggest maybe you change it to Hank (laughs) or Brady? (laughs) <laughs> this is why oh, the decision is about Brady. Yeah, Brady. Not too bad, Tom Brady. Oh, <laughs> oh, Holland. All right, Tom. Oh, thank you. That, oh my God! I'm there's turning so many Sam options. off now. Thank you. <laughs> Bronte and Sam approve this catch up. Head to hit.com.au for more. Pretty serious stuff happening, obviously, around the world with coronavirus. Bronte is. Uh, Sorry, as our countries still continue to rise, like US, Brazil, India's doing absolutely shocking at the moment, mm. Japan. Australia's spike has gone up too, and it was it's literally because of poor old Victoria. And they had their deadliest day yesterday. They did. Um, with, what was it, 600-odd cases again and 15 725 deaths. cases yesterday, and then 15 had unfortunately passed away, including our youngest coronavirus case so far, a 30-year-old man. Yeah, and hopefully that brings uh, brings it a bit back home for a lot of people who are being a bit complacent. I saw a Facebook comment yesterday on mm. a, one of our sister stations up in Queensland. Mm. Someone said, elderly and sick people, just stay at home so the rest of us can live our day-to-day lives. Oh, my God. And it's like this, a 30-year-old died. Yeah, exactly. That should tell you enough about this virus. It's not the common flu anymore. It's no. Not, it's not just a normal sort of... Um, 
illness. Uh, illness. It is absolutely deadly and it's so contagious and your life is at risk and so is so are other people. So we're lucky that we live in a regional area, but uh, yeah, it's so sad that what's going on in Victoria mm. and the numbers are still trickling around uh, Sydney and, and wider Sydney, I should say. And um, I think I even heard yesterday in Victoria, Daniel Andrews, their Premier, just trying to get the message across to younger Australians. I know that mm. we're quite diligent here in the regional towns, but I'm not sure the same can be said for the bigger cities. He was very quick to like assure people there's a lot of young people that have COVID-19 in intensive care on ventilators. Yeah. They're not getting through mm. this just because they're a bit younger than the people in the aged care facilities and things. This virus takes no prisoners, essentially. And what we're seeing with that is, yes, they may survive, but they're going to have ongoing health issues for the rest yes. of their life, possibly. So yeah. while it is mainly uh, elderly and, and less like disadvantaged people passing away, mm. yeah, there's people like you and I that could be left with um, issues for the rest of our lives. So yeah. that's always tough. Um, I guess more on a uh, local level, uh, Anastasia Palaszczuk had a bit of a busy day yesterday, Bronte. She did, Sam. This is the Queensland Premier, Anastasia Palaszczuk, kind of coming out of the blue yesterday morning, announcing that Queensland's going to shut its borders to New South Wales and the ACT as of 1am on Saturday. And this genuinely took me by surprise. I have been talking to a lot of people that I know that live up in Queensland and they seemed quite surprised by it too, almost like there wasn't a lot of thought Mm. that had gone into it. I'm sure there have been, there has been. I think when the the chief health officer up there declared New South Wales and ACT a total Mm. hotspot, then they've got to make that call. They're only getting a few days of zero cases. They had one case just yesterday. So I guess when we're sitting around the teens and those active cases are slowly increasing, it does become a state-by-state basis, and they've, and they've made the call to cl- close the border, which is a huge call to make, and yeah. it's obviously tough for you. Yeah, it re- like I said, it really just rocked me, considering all my family live in Queensland. They're in the southeast kind of area of Queensland. They can all see each other. They can all get together, and I haven't seen them for a really long time. And I think what is the hardest part now is like, when I left them at the beginning of the year, I thought I was going to see them so much. And so when I said goodbye, it was just so like flippant and just like, I'll see you, I'll see you when I see, see you, soon. which is, I think I had four trips planned to go back for weddings and things that have been cancelled. And to have that option now taken away again, it's really hard because I know that on this show, we, we do have to talk about how important it is to socially distance and make sure that we're doing everything so that this virus goes away. But on a human level, on a personal level, not seeing my family is really hard. And so this border closure is indefinite. We don't know when it's going to open up again. Mm. And um, that is what really upsets me is... um, there's only so much FaceTime can give you. Uh, some days... Technology's great, but it also sucks. You just need a hug from your mum. And yeah. so to not know when that's going to come um, is really hard. But we have a, a wonderful support system here in Wagga that we're really grateful for. Um, but 
yeah, it just really rocked me and it just kind of makes me want everyone to do what we can even more so that these borders open up again and hopefully get to see the family again. And obviously on this show, we've got to be happy. We've got to have fun. So it's good that we can also talk about um, when things do affect us and, and people, we're going to have, we're going to have shit days. We're mm-hmm. going to have good days and we've just got to be all like in this together. And there's so many other people who are in a similar situation. We had someone call up the other week who said that she can't visit her friends in South Australia mm-hmm. and her family in South Australia. So mm-hmm. there's so many people around the Riverina and in New South Wales that are in the same boat. So as long as we realise that we are all in this together and the only way that we can get through this is by doing the right thing, yeah. doing what the chief health officers tell us, tell, doing what the government tells us, we will be okay. Um, it'll, 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 get, it'll, it'll pass. It'll pass. It will. Um, what I wanted to say was... Uh, um, oh, now I've forgotten my train of thought completely. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just a tough time for everybody. It is. It is. It, if so, you are, there's, want- and there's worse people. There's people in worse situations. Oh, of course. But that's still everyone has feelings and everyone has emotions, and you've mm. got to be able to to share them with everyone. So, what I'm well doing that, and the borders will open again soon. We'll all do the right thing. Hopefully, Victoria can. Uh, Start seeing those numbers decline and, and we'll get back to normal. This pandemic's brought out the best and worst yeah. in people, mm-hmm. but I think now that we're starting to get used to it, we're all starting to realise we, sh- we do need to care for each other. Yeah, definitely. It's not over yet. Don't miss a thing. Download the Hit app. This is The Catch-Up with Bronte and Sam. And if 2020 couldn't get any worse, Bronte, Lebanon's capital, Beirut, has been hit with... A shocking, shocking disaster. Oh. Over 130 people have been killed at the moment, 4,000 people still injured, and that death toll is expected to rise after an enormous um, explosion has absolutely shattered. Massive. Shattered so much of Beirut. If you've seen the footage from this explosion yesterday in Beirut, you, it's like a mushroom cloud, and uh, mm. it's initially, it was initially blamed on ammonium nitrate that was stored in an unsecured warehouse without safety measures since about 2014. Yeah, so that was actually from a Russian cargo ship um, that was passing through and it was actually pulled into shore due to technical difficulties. Back in 2014? Yeah, this long ago. And then um, what happened was they ended up taking the cargo off the ship and storing it and they've not done it properly and not sure exactly what initially caused the blast. There's like reports of possible welding nearby yeah, that sparked, yeah. but that's all still up for investigation. But the, the main issue right now is for all the victims and mm. people involved because Beirut's already struggling with many other things, including poverty, coronavirus, yep. and now to be hit with an explosion uh, in in, um, in in the capital yeah. is absolutely terrifying. Apparently, uh, it's displaced 300,000 people, as you mentioned, killing at least 135 injuring 4,000 hospitals, already very overwhelmed. Um, and s- unfortunately, some are, are too damaged uh, yep. by the blast in order to operate because the the radius of this explosion was kilometres. It was heard 30 kilometres away. Mm. It was heard so far away. And, um, yeah, it's just wrecked this city. We should mention that one Australian has been confirmed yeah. uh, killed in this and Australia has offered $2 million worth of aid at the moment. I'm mm. sure that will increase. But uh, it's absolutely devastating. And countries around the world, especially the EU, are going to be uh, helping out mm. because 
Yeah, extremely devastating stuff. And to think that this can happen in the midst of a pandemic, exactly. in the midst of the country's already struggling economy and mm. currency, it's pretty, pretty sad. The New York Times has uh, cited public records saying that apparently Lebanese officials knew about the risks that this uh, ammonium nitrate had for a couple of years but didn't act on it. And so subsequently the government... Um, over in Lebanon has announced an investigation to determine within five days from now the exact cause of the explosion and, quote, who was responsible. And those who were responsible will be held to account and that's not going to be pretty for them at all because what's happened is absolutely devastating. But we'll keep you updated with that. Still listening? Well, there's plenty more where that came from. This is The Catch-Up with Bronte and Sam.